Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Welcome back, everyone. I bet you missed us. We're so sorry we took a hiatus and left you guys on red. We we basically ghosted you for a couple weeks, but we're so sorry. We're here to talk about it, and we're here to open up about what has been um, happening. So welcome back. I'm Quay, and you know my girl is? Hey, everyone. I'm Grace. Yeah, I'm so sorry we kind of took a bit of a break. I think it was a needed break. Um, you know, we are kind of soul searching. I was, we've been um, to our home home communities. Koi's been there twice since we've last done our episode, me and you. I've yeah. been, I've been once since our last episode, but. But longer. Yeah, but longer. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you everyone for, you know, giving us another chance, tuning in if you're listening <laughs> to this. Thank you so much. Um, we definitely missed um, recording and we're looking forward to what we have in store. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why we were on a break and we want to, you know, um, do some check-ins. We want to talk about some healthy boundaries and friendships and relationships. Um, Quay's got some, a, a dating story. Uh, yeah. we want to talk the importance of mental health again, and just how movement is medicine and kind of just how that has helped us the past little bit. And hopefully it could be a reminder for you guys. If, um, if anyone's going through a hard time or, you know, just needs a little pick me up or a reminder just to, you know, feel good about yourself. Cause that's, that's really what it is. So Quay sure. check-ins, tell me how you've been. So girl, let me tell you. Um, the good part is that when we said, when I, we said like a couple episodes or a while ago, like for the uncles to slide in, we meant, I meant the uncles that were born in 1990 and earlier. If you (laughs) are anywhere after 1992, thank you. I am flattered for this DM slide. I appreciate it. But if you have an older brother, the older brother, bring him into the DM because, um, yeah, or your like actual pretty, uncle, or your actual, or your actual <laughs> uncle. Because I think I didn't. I I think a lot of our friends who listen know, but like for anyone who doesn't, I was born in 1989, so I'm 32, and I am so flattered when you're 25 and younger, like hollering at me, but I'm kindly declining. <laughs> so that, that, that's a funny thing. Um, but what has also like played into our leave for me on my end is, I know I talked about it kind of lightly before, not lightly, how we mentioned, like I'm not, I'm not handling the findings at residential schools very well. And I think that I am entering, some people might call it like the dark night of the soul. It's like when a person goes through like 
a period of sadness, like confusion and, and despair. And I'm like, I feel this, I'm pretty sure I feel despair. Mm-hmm. Like when we have, it's really good to have an emotion and like identify it and then like let it go. But I'm like, there's so much. Yeah. And not confusion, but like, cause a part of our jobs, Grace, is like we go into universities and we talk about this stuff. Like we educate people and like, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And then now all of a sudden it's like, you're right. So it's not confusion, but it's like, oh my God, I've been fighting for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes with it, it's like your soul is triggered by like a crisis or times that's like, um, you're aware of like unhealthy dynamics and patterns like in your family. And I'm not saying like, not every family is perfect. And I definitely love my family, but I'm like, oh my God, some things have happened in my family as a direct result. And I'm like, shooketh. And I know we've always been shooketh because we've talked about it like before, like for our families, like, oh my God, they love us at the extent they can love and that they've learned. Mm-hmm. And But I'm like, it's so fucked. So I've been in this like dark night of the soul and I've been so grateful to have my friends around and like have my work that I'm passionate about. And like, I want to do a special shout out to our friend Chelsea because mm-hmm. I was like rocked when um Kawasis had announced their numbers and she like decided to come visit me and then she's like you're coming home uh-huh. <laughs> so that's why like I'm home right now because she's like pack it up we're going home book a flight back because I'm coming to visit you but it's time to get grounded again and I know that's what happened that's what I that's what happened in June when I came back and she's like no let's go get grounded again yeah. so I'm back and I'm so grateful to be around my brothers my nephew Bridget all my friends of the Sioux, Erica. Um, so that's what's been happening with me. And then to end it on a light note, I'm so grateful the gyms are open right now. Like I'm so, I'm, I'm blessed. <laughs> yeah, I know. How I, have you? I was thinking about you with the openings and the gyms. Um, about me? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm doing good now. I. It's funny you say, not funny, but you know, I think, sorry, I'm just moving around. You might hear some like, some bare skin on some leather seats. <laughs> I'm in shorts, but um, the sweet sound of summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sweaty. Um, you know, when you say you're getting grounded, I think that you know it's it's something that pulls you in and gets you grounded again. And in your case, it was Chelsea, right? Like, um, that's totally how I felt the past couple months is I was just like floating. Like I, I had no grasp of really anything in my life. Like that's how, how it felt. And, um, I think, you know, I've been going to my counseling sessions and with my situation and everything, and just, just to help, like, I, I love my counselor and she's great. And she's, um, it's through this indigenous organization. And, um, when I was talking to her, Cause I think, you know, when we talk about the residential schools, everyone has so many emotions and um, I'm trying to understand the steps of going through a difficult time. And I feel like I've been at like the anger stage for so long. And, you know, I'm like, I think the last time we talked on the podcast and everyone should know, like I was emailing Nico's school and, you know, like it's all in a, in a good way. 
but I was just like, ah, like, this is like crazy. How is my son's school not doing more? And um, even with my, my personal situation, I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry. And my, ther- my counselor was like, I was wondering when, you know, your, the anger was going to come out because I think when, when something big happened, you are, you're really sad. You're almost like you're lost. You're trying to, I don't know, just grasp. And then you hit like, <laughs> yeah, you're an anger stage and I don't know. I, but on a, like on a good note, I am back home and I am feeling grounded now. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm back in my own bed. I'm in my own kitchen doing my own meals and I'm back on my walking slash running route. And, um, I'm going to talk about this later when we talk about movement as medicine, but it's, it's what has really helped me. Um, and, and yeah, but um, Quay, with things reopen, sorry, I'll let you go. Okay, but but I wanted to just jump in when you were like talking about, oh, the shock, denial, whatever. You were talking along the lines of like the seven stages of grief because that's what, that's like is a part, a part of the big thing that we're going through right now is grief because just of whatever, what, whatever has been going on in your personal life. And then like yeah. uh, on the larger scale, um, once the truth once the truth comes to light, we're allowed to grieve in terms of the, the lives that were lost at residential school. And then the seven stages are shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger, bargaining, depression, um, reconstruction and acceptance. So it might be different for everybody. But one thing I wanted to say for you, Grace, and for everyone listening is that something that really spoke to me or like made me r- r- calm down was it's a cycle and you can always go through the cycle over over like there's no like yeah you can go you can go to anger and then you can go back down to denial and then you can go to depression but you can go back down to bargaining like you can hop all over this cycle and that's okay too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's yeah before and also know to like that it's okay to feel those emotions like I think you need to feel those emotions to to heal so that's why, um, you know, I was okay with kind of how I was acting. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with it was okay somebody with over, it. just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, so back, you know, the, the clubs, the gyms are open. At, this is a big thing. Quay, we went and saw, um, and everyone listening, we went and saw Space Jam in theaters. Oh my God, night. don't tell me, don't tell me yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it today, I think, or tomorrow. And yeah. I'm just, we're, we are buying shirts. Like I have a shirt for it. And like my nephew has a shirt. So did you guys go all decked out or? No, we oh. didn't go all decked out. No, we, we did watch the first Space Jam though um, before we went. And yeah, no, honestly, it was, it was really good. Like it's, it's nothing like the first one. Um, okay like it's not like the same story it's it's different but I I think it was like really cool to watch and you like really cool to see in theater so yeah I'm glad that the theaters are open and if anyone wants to go see it or is is comfortable going to the theaters I'd recommend Space Jam it was a good movie nice yeah so so do you want me to tell you what I've been up to yeah 
<laughs> what did I say last time on the on the episode? I was I not ready to date? Was I taking a break again? Because I go back and forth. I always flip flop between. <laughs> ch- I'm like I'm ready, then I like go out and I'm like I'm not, and then I come back and I'm like taking a break, and I'm like I'm ready again. Well, so, I think you were it- ready if you did a call out to uncles to slide into your DM. So you must have been ready. <laughs> well, I I've, I've been on some dates and I've been like pretty open about like yo I'm not trying to fall in love right now if it happens it happens if it's if it's not let's just keep it moving yeah and so then I went outside my norm and I went on a date with this guy from Croatia so whoa Croatia European yeah I know right um and it ended up being like kind of awful like in the sense where in this episode, we're going to talk about boundaries. And then this is my example where I'm so glad I was able to stop something because, mm-hmm. so we went on a date. It was fun. We went on a car ride. It was cute. I didn't want more than that. And then after he's like, oh, so what are you thinking about this date? And I'm like, yeah, it's good. But like, I can end this now. He's like, what? And I'm like, this date is over now. I want to go home. And I'm like, I understand now how blunt that was but also his communication to me was like be real be 100 percent, be yourself be and I'm like okay I'm done this date take me home I'm be- I'm giving you what you asked yeah <laughs> and so then I-, I went home and he dropped me off at my uh, my new my new place and then um I came back upstairs and I called Chelsea and I was like yeah it was okay like I'll see him again maybe and then we were on the phone for like 10 minutes and I couldn't see that he was texting me and he was texting me like oh can I come up let me come up and then I'm like no and then he's like okay well I'm gonna go home I'm not that far away I can turn off on the next exit can I come back and then I told him like you're being awkward now when I've said no and I said I look forward to seeing you again and mm-hmm. now you're being weird to me yeah. And he's like, well, then just letting you know that this is a pretty far drive for me and uh, good luck. And like, he sent me a heart and I'm like, oh my God, I understand. Like I was blunt with it, but I'm practicing my boundaries and I'm practicing saying no yeah. and I'm practicing leaving when I'm done. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I have that like, oh yeah, okay. But then I'm also like, the way you reacted to me was fucking rude. Yeah. I said no, and I can't wait to see you again. I mean, why were you pushing me and telling me you're going to get off the next whatever? And second of all, I've had people drive from further to see me. So yeah. that little distance was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? It's almost like harder work to be like, oh, yeah, this was so great. Oh, yeah, I'll see you again. Like, you're just like, be nice and then like and then ghosting them after or something you know like that's almost harder work to to do that than what you did and yeah that is good that you set those boundaries it's almost like it's like powerful right that you can have you know your your opinion and your decision at the end of it that like there's power in that Mm -hmm. and I really dodged a bullet with that one because if he if he was that pushy through text then who knows in person and I'm and then I again like I'm so grateful that where I live now I have like a a front doorman and security 
Yeah. And it's almost not even like, cause I was like, oh, well, that's a good tactic to be like blunt and like say that <laughs> stuff to like see who he really is to react. But it's like, no, that's like, that's setting a boundary and that's setting, like you expect respect from that and you mm -hmm. didn't get it. So it's like, that isn't a tactic. That's just actually being real and like, not like playing around, like, so good for you. Thanks. But yeah, um, that that oh. was one of our thing, one of the things on our list, right? Of we want to give you guys some tips to set healthy boundaries. And one of them was get comfortable saying no. And I guess what I what I did was, yeah, I did say no, but I also um listened to my gut, like I was done. Yeah, yeah. So getting comfortable saying no, listening to your gut. What were what was another one, Grace? Yeah, I just want to say something about getting comfortable saying no. I got good at that this mm -hmm. year when Ooh. I was balancing work, uh, Nico at home because schools were shut down, doing online school, just like all these things. And I was like, nope. And then I was also like taking care of my health that I was like, no, oh, like yeah. I, I don't want to be up till like 12 midnight or one o'clock working on my assignment. Like I'm going to bed at a healthy time for me. Because when I was learning about like your hormones and how you actually need to like, you know, like you wouldn't give a baby candy before bed. Like, why are we, you know, eating so much at bedtime and, you know, watching TV and where it's just like stimulating and it's not relaxing. So our body actually can't really recover. And it's like, we're trying to go to sleep. So I'm like, no, I'm not staying up late to do an assignment. Like I'm taking my health first. So I that's where I got good at saying, getting comfortable saying no. Um, like you said, listen to your gut is one. One that I like is safeguard your spaces. So um, that could be your home. That can be um, setting limits to your phone. You know, like I think we're so glued to them and there's so much on it, like social media. And, you know, maybe even if you're taking a break, delete some apps, delete some, you know, WhatsApp if you're, you know, your work's on there. <laughs> or <laughs> you mean like specifically to our work <laughs> yeah it's like that wasn't a shot no that wasn't a shot at ours as our <laughs> but I remember um you know my mom always saying she made her home her safe place and when I first moved down to Toronto I um you know I found my place off of Kijiji and I was so unsure, but I was so glad once I got there, I was living with five other girls and my house was like super nice and clean and safe. Like it wasn't the party house. And I was just so happy. I'm like, okay, this is my safe place. And that's what I always thought. Even now I'm like, my home has to be safe. Like, um, I, I remember even just thinking that, you know, we were up in Thunder Bay the other, the other week. And, um, you know, like we were at um, a family member's house and, you know, there was, you know, drinking and whatnot and it started getting late and we had our son and I was like, no, I, I have to get back to a, like a safe place. And a, like, not that it was unsafe, but I was like, no, my son needs to have a regular routine. I want to, I want to get home where we were staying like to a bed and, you know, continue our routine because this, like I, I, um, I grew up in, you know, some unsafe places 
you know, with one of my parents. And it's not something I want for, for my son. I want him to know that he does, he can make his own safe place when he grows up. And that's my job as a parent is to make that safe place. So, you know, it was fun. He was playing with his cousins. And then I was like, no, it's late. We got to go. Um, so that's what I think with my own house, you know, like, I don't want to be throwing parties in, in my own home. Um, you know, that just go crazy or something. So um, healthy boundaries with your home, your phones, your computers, like safeguard your spaces. That's, that's a big one, I think. I like that, Grace. I think that is something that my parents tried to do as well and were really committed to. Um, there was like certain family members and certain holidays and birthdays that we I knew we were invited to, but I knew we didn't attend because there was drinking. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time at a wedding, I was, we were allowed to stay late because I was in the bridal party. I was like 12, <laughs> but then I think it was like nine o'clock or something. My aunt took all the kids home because it was, it was that like, yeah, it, it was getting late and there was drinking and not saying that like, not saying that people are going to get too wild, but to create that safe place where your kids can relax and they're not on like high alert or looking for danger where they can just come like relax go to bed they're with their family like they're in a safe environment yeah um <clears throat> that's really good I think something that I'm learning and another tip is know your limits but setting the boundary before you hit that limit like mm -hmm. for my example that I gave on that date um my, I didn't want to commit to too much so it was just like a drive and getting coffee and then if I was out for dinner I think I would have gone past my limit mm -hmm. so I, I was like hey I'm done but then that's easy to say in that sense when there's so many other ways in your life that you can set a boundary and like to know your limit before that um so I, I think it's a tip but it's something that I'm definitely working on and practicing yeah yeah, because it's almost a sad thing that we, you know, we grow up to almost take too much on or, you know, you know, don't be too rude, like just, just do it mm -hmm. or I don't know, but it's like, it all ties into like our mental health and like, like you're right, like setting your limits before you hit the limit. <laughs> yeah, because then um, it's like, oh. I think of it like if I set my limit before I hit it, then I have the capacity to help somebody else. Like if we were, I only think of this in the sense of work. If we work with somebody who needs a little more support in terms of um, navigating social media, if I've set my limit for work, then I have a little more to give in the sense where I can help you out and mm -hmm. not be over, over my cup. Like my cup's not spilling over and I'm not mad at you for making, for not making me, I'm not mad at you or resentful because I, I have this oh yeah it's no big thing to me because I'm not stressed that's what I think of it as as well mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and kind of like setting your boundaries like setting your rights and understanding implementing your values yeah um, so like what's important to you um your rights could be you know you have the right to say no um things like that so I think it it's and honestly, it takes time to really, like, I've really come to like, like a, a pen and a notebook to write things down or 
you know, I was telling you last week, like I was going for a walk and I really had to walk and think like at this time, like what makes me happy? And, you know, it's going to take some time. Like what is important to me that I should be, you know, accepting more into my life and then what isn't and, and saying no to that. Like it's, it takes some like really like hard rule setting and writing it down and seeing it like that it's not just in your head. Like if it's on a piece of paper, um, yeah. it can be a little bit more remindful. So, um, concrete, concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to start writing notes down and, um, even sticky notes and putting them places just to like remind myself. Um, and then the last tip that we have for setting healthy boundaries is don't be afraid. Um, yeah. You know, there's like a lot of fear that comes with setting a boundary, right? Like we're so concerned about like making someone else mad or like disappointing others. Or like when we set boundaries within our family, we like don't want to be seen as like, or like in the workplace, we don't want to be seen as difficult or selfish mm-hmm. and, or we don't want to be mean. And we're always worried. I, well, I think I am. I'm worried about like ruining relationships by setting a boundary. But if I communicate it and I'm, and I've like communicated this is my value this is my boundary this is what I can tolerate then I've 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 vocalized it and now the onus is on the other person to respect me Mm -hmm. and so we should be able to give each other respect so we shouldn't I don't know it's easy to be afraid but don't be afraid because that's what you're asking for at at the end of the day yeah and I always think like I thought this for a while now that there's no wrong in telling people how you feel Mm -hmm. like this is this is my opinion and this is my feelings and you can't take that feeling away you can't move that feeling to make me feel a different way like right now this is what I'm saying to you yeah I got really good at that because I'm I I'm I'm really big and this is like my problem and I think it's a fear definitely is I worry too much. Um, like, I don't, I don't care about, I shouldn't say I don't care about ruining relationships. Like I, I have, you know, I have such good people in my life, but I care about what people think about me too much. Oh, that's, that's where yeah. I start like going crazy. Cause I'm like, no, this is like, this is my side and this is how I feel. And this is how you made me feel. And like, I, I try to change people's like perspective of me too right like and I shouldn't I should be like you know what this is this is me this is what I did this is my like I don't know like I I'm that's my my fault right is or my fear is that I care too much about what people think I I can understand that for sure and I can relate as well I think also for for me where that comes in I want to like get ahead of what people I want to get ahead of stereotypes because I, I'm so native like you can't look at me and not think again so I I understand that and I understand the world is full of stereotypes so like I try and I know this now I try to get ahead of it and be like yeah. look how kind I am look how nice I am look how funny I am yeah and then it's like it, it is that is me I'm kind I'm funny and I'm nice but also I am who I am so like it literally doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter yeah. but we are like the way that we've been socialized and I think this is a legacy trauma from residential school where we're trying to like 
manipulate the situation so that we're not negatively impacted but then it's like yeah. we should just be us and be like hey this is who I am and I'm kind and I'm funny but like don't fuck with me <laughs> <laughs> I love Koi that is like you just like hit the nail on the head with that because I feel like a lot of us we wherever we are whatever situation we're always trying to like overcompensate and right. it, that does get exhausting like I feel I I feel like, you know, just how I've been reacting with Nico's school and the, with the whole residential school, it's like, this is what you should be doing. This is like, and it's, that's not on us individually. You know, we can be a great, like, I, I don't know, it should be, I don't know, we talked about this so much that, you know, I don't know, it's, it's hard and it's exhausting. It's exhausting and that's okay. Um, one thing I wanted to like bring up to the world, our, our listeners, is that I think, not I think, I know, I know it's hard and I know that we took a time and a break, but we want everyone to feel comfortable doing that because at the, the, the pinnacle of, okay, maybe not, I'm like the pinnacle of life is going to the Olympics, but I'm like, maybe that's not for any, everyone. I think that like when you're an athlete, you want to go to the Olympics and I'm saying this because Elizabeth Cambage is a WNBA player and she has been open about her mental health and and her wellness journey and she withdrew herself last week from going to the Olympics because she's like I can't handle being without my support system I cannot be well and perform at a high level if I'm in the bubble without my family my supports, my community, and I'm going to honor myself and withdraw this year. And I'm like, mm. whoa, girl, like you're yeah. respecting yourself so well. And I'm so, it, that's okay. It's fine. You're, yeah. you, you matter at the end of the day, not the gold medal. Yeah. But you, if you told me that 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed you, but <laughs> not the gold medal, not the Olympics, not the skims Olympic line because I think that's fucking weird as well where Kim Kardashian got to be the official Olympic sleepwear weird but yeah really so sleepwear Olympic sleepwear sleepwear? so all of team all the team USA got sleepwear got pajamas and they're all skims oh they're skims what and then but the swim team who wanted to bring to have the official swimwear a black owned swim cap I might be lying right now for America they were denied but Kim Kardashian can do this sleepwear life is fucked but back to (laughs) back to it um these people on these big platforms are like taking stands for themselves and we're down we're down with that yeah I think with just how much pressure there are in the world of sport it's that was a big thing for her to do um Mm -hmm. yeah so this all kind of ties into you know the importance of our mental health and our self-care um I want to talk about how we always said this and we've learned it from welfare culture that movement is medicine and um I'll I'll share a quick story that last week I was it was when I went for a walk and I was like okay I need to walk and think about what makes me happy. 
Um, and I, I shared with Quay, like from my walk, like what I learned was I, I realized when things get hard or when I really need time to think, I always tend to move. Like I'm, I'm moving, I'm getting in my car, I'm driving, um, I'm thinking, or for that example of, I need to figure out like what makes me happy. Um, I'm gonna go for a long walk. And I'm like, okay, this me moving is medicine for me right now. Like me, I, then I, if I need to clear my head, I need to get out and move. So that's what I, 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 I shared with Quay last week. Um, and also just like the, I said this too, like the power of your own decision at the end of the day, like you hold on to that is what I learned. Um, you have a decision that's individualized to you that you, you know, can make any decision at the end of the day. You don't have to be told what to do. Um, You're so powerful, right? And I was like, wow. I'm like, the fact that I can move, I can get out there, I can think, and I have my own decision at the end of the day. I'm like, I'm a pretty, like, I'm a badass right now. Like, I'm like, that's so powerful. And that made me honestly so happy that um, that I felt that way. Because, um, you know, whenever you're like down in the dumps, like you like feel so low, like I felt so low lately. Um, and just to know that I hold that power and um, really meant a lot. So I, I hope it helps anyone else listening to this. Um, but yeah, I've also, we want to talk about um, I want to share my story too. Okay, share if if I can. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, you uh, you're allowed. I <laughs> have a story where I realized and remembered movement is medicine because I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety and being able to manage it since everything like has been going on in the news. Because, like, as Grace said, we're fearful of what people think of us. So, like, social anxiety has been like hurt not hurting me it's been like impacting me so much I feel like um I couldn't last week I feel like I couldn't like catch my breath or like settle down and I felt like I was vibrating so much at like a frequency I've never been on um like my heart was and I'm like how do I do this how do I do this so I try to like smudge and I'm like okay I'm okay and then I uh I got a little high and I was like I'm okay and then but it came back that evening and so I just decided to go for a run Mm -hmm. and after that like I ran it out I ran it off and I came back and I was like okay no I'm okay I can handle this and like you said I'm like I said I can do anything I am so capable I just my I just took my body on a on a run I did that we if we can get over 5k we can get over anything and I just reminded how powerful I really am um yeah and remember like when we first started talking about it movement is medicine is because we listened to well for culture but also because I had seen a medicine man and he was like you you specifically Quay need to move every day Mm -hmm. he's like I don't care how you do it but you gotta get out there and it's really easy to forget when we're going through life and like I don't know we have so many things going on right yeah but waking up 
and I told you this Grace waking up why are you going to work for somebody else when you're not working on yourself first yeah so if you can get out and go for a little walk every morning I'm I'm all for it I think that it'll help and that's when I was reminded that that's what really helps me yeah well my my game plan starting tomorrow actually Quay I was gonna um ask you to do uh compete on our apple watches this week because starting (laughs) starting tomorrow I think I'm gonna start and you know this past week was like a little bit of a tester because I started moving more and um kind of running I'm gonna wake up at 6 30 and go for my like run and push myself because I find my hardest time throughout the day and it's like where you're starting your day at right is the mornings like that's where I I feel some anxiety like for the day like for honestly the past three months I'd wake up in the morning and I'm just like depressed because I I didn't know what curveball was coming my way like I didn't know what like more shit was going to happen that day. Like it are like I was already setting up for like a disaster. Um, so I was like, wow, if I'm feeling like that in the morning and I'm, I got to get out. So I'm going to do like my hard run in the morning. And then in the evening, I feel like I, I almost need another time to myself, um, just to like decompress and like prepare for like bedtime and just go for like an easy walk. Um, but also clear head from like the day. So that's my, my game plan. And I'm hoping I can wake up at 6.30 because <laughs> I've set my alarm twice last week. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. And then I didn't. Um, but then I'm like, no, I, I want to do it. So here's to trying, trying that. Here's to trying. And then you can, you can text me when you're up if you want. Are you up that early though? Uh, I want I want to be normally when I'm at home like in Toronto I am and like that's when I get my walk-in so text me man okay I will (laughs) (laughs) okay um also okay one more thing before we like end off because I think we're ending it off now yeah but when like we always talk about like therapists this and that seeking help like being kind but something that has really helped me this past couple of weeks is like my friends. And I talked about Chelsea, like she came, she came down and then she like, she was like, we're going home. But then my best friend, Erica, I told her, Hey, I'm going through it. And I don't know how to manage my feelings or like my anxiousness. I need some love. And then she was so responsive. And she's like, every, like every day, almost she'd be like, Hey, bestie, sending you my love. How's your day? Or like, in the nighttime Uh she'd be like hey bestie how was your day today and I'm like just a check-in if you can if you can like relay and open up to somebody and be vulnerable it's gonna come back in such a magical way with someone Uh you like you trust right yeah and then also on the flip side she has a she has boundaries and she was able to understand that like I have enough in my cup that I can give to you right now Mm-hmm. and so she she had that capability and that capacity where um I don't know also being respectful of your friends when you're asking for something like are they in this space right now or if I ask them to be there for me and yeah. they say I can't they can't is yeah. that going to be okay yeah. yeah that's actually good you mentioned that because it's what I was going through the past three months was really heavy 
And, you know, like I, that's why I went and saw um, a counselor because that's their job is to hear people out that are going through it. But, you know, sometimes our loved ones might not have the capacity to listen to something heavy and that's okay. Like that's their boundaries too. And you have to respect that. So it's almost like asking for consent. I was like, to some people I open up to them, like, okay, what I have is like really heavy. And like, are you okay if I share? And they'd be like, of course. And then like, it's out, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting, but it's also, you know, you got to ask and other people have boundaries too. Yeah. So that's, if you wanted to know what we've been up to, why we've been in this blank, not blank, why we haven't been posting really, that's what we're doing, man. (laughs) Yeah. Just healing. That's what we've been doing. Like what we said from the beginning, we don't know what we're doing, but we're trying to survive out here. And I feel like that's the type of person I am is when I go through something and I'm finally out of it, like I want to, I want to share and I want to open up not details, but just how I got through it. Like, I feel like, you know, that's almost life is just trying to relate to someone who's going through the same thing. Um, And, you know, us aunties have been through a lot and, you know, like Quay said, we don't know what we're doing, but we're figuring out along the way. And thank you all for listening and being along this journey for this past, it's crazy, year and a half, pretty much. Um, It's been really fun. And I'm glad that we've been able to share and provide some resources if anyone needs them and um, future guests that we're going to have on. Like, thank you all for listening and, you know, um, following along our journeys. So Quay, if it's okay with you, you want to, should we end this off? Let's end it off. And we're really glad to be back. We're really glad that you guys were able to give us the time we needed to take a break and like recharge and figure out our own individual selves during this hard time. Um, So we're so grateful. And then we'll see you guys next week. Bye. So your podcast, Andy's know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.